Mora conducts physician-led support groups, helping people live healthier, happier lives, free from chronic diseases like diabetes, hypertension, and obesity. And on our podcast, Health and Mora with Dr. Lori Marbus, we bring to you nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests to empower and inspire you with their knowledge and stories of plant-based lifestyle so that you can be your healthiest self. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and today I'm going to do a special podcast just for you in this new year that's coming in 2023. I typically interview people who I find inspiring or have some amazing knowledge that I feel that it would be beneficial to enrich your life. But today I really want to share with you some things that I found over the years of being a physician and just a a person who's always looking to improve themselves, um, what I find to be successful. So this is how to find success for your new year's resolutions. And, you know, we've all been there where we've set goals and resolutions at the beginning of a new year or beginning of a new month or a week. Uh, change over on our birthday. Um, And we stick with it for, I don't know, a week or two weeks. And then we just find that it's just too hard. And we go back to those old habits. You know, we never quite get to that goal, which we really wanted um, and felt so motivated to achieve in the beginning. So the first thing that we need to understand is when we set goals, they need to be attainable within a very specific amount of time. Um, First of all, for example, let's say someone wants to lose 100 pounds. That is a very large goal, but it's not going to happen in 30 days. It might happen in a year if someone does very drastic changes, you know, like, for example, going from a standard American diet to a whole food plant-based diet. That I've definitely, I've seen that myself. I know that can happen, Um, but that takes dedication and a lot of grit, but instead of saying, you know, I want to lose 100 pounds. I feel like there's a few things we need to do. One, make the goal more attainable. Um, Maybe, you know, let's say, well, instead of the 100 pounds, let's say maybe we try to shoot for losing 10 pounds this month. And when we're talking about losing weight, what is the reason we want to lose weight? Let's connect to our why. And the reason I say that is because I find that that's the more motivating factor when we can connect the emotion to the goal. You know, the the weight loss goal is more of a pressure thing that we see a number on a scale or not. We feel bad when we don't meet it or we have some unrealistic expectation. Others feel we should be a certain weight when nobody really cares at this point, you know, what your number is, as long as you're healthy and able to do the things you want to do. So remember, there's always a reason that when we first say a goal, there's usually some underlying reasons that are occurring, something that's bubbling underneath the surface that we may not even be able to put into words. So the best way to do that would be like peeling back onion layers. So let's say you want to lose, okay, a hundred pounds, 10 pounds, whatever. Ask yourself, why, why do I want to lose a hundred pounds? Maybe it's because I want to feel better. Maybe it's because you want to help improve your health in the sense of reversing diabetes, uh, lowering your blood pressure, decreasing your risk for a heart attack or stroke. You know, it could be something as as serious as a very serious, you know, improving a serious health uh, condition. Okay, well, why do you want to improve this uh, health condition? Well, I want to live longer. I want to be with my family. I want to travel. I want to spend time with my grandchildren. I want to be able to play soccer with my kid who right now I'm just sitting on the sidelines. 
So now, as you can see, the different layers have occurred, right? It was one, the first one was, I want to lose 100 pounds. And as we dig a little bit deeper, so well, I want to reverse this diabetes. Um, maybe a little bit deeper is, I want to stop having pain. I want to be with family. And you find that a lot of times, these more inner feelings or these inner reasons or motivations have a lot to do with our connection with others, our relationships, our uh, important uh, feelings of connection to our community, to things that we truly enjoy that bring us enrichment in our lives. And so I really want you to think about it before you, you know, write on your your vision board or whatever it is where you set your goal, really just think about what it is you want to do. And then what you'll find by reflecting on these things is one, it's a, I don't know, it's a, it's like a, you're sitting there thinking about it. It makes you happier versus the stress of thinking of losing a hundred pounds in a certain period of time. I don't know how to describe that. Let me think about it for a sec. So if I was to say, okay, I want to run a half marathon in May, which is which I do. And I've done in the past, but I haven't been running a lot since we moved to California because of just time and just starting a new business and it's just utter chaos. So why do I want to run a half marathon in May? Well, one, I'm 52 now. And when I think about age, um, it's frightening, right? When you see others who are in their 50s or 60s and they're immobile, they're not living uh, what I would consider a life, at least for myself, thriving in the sense of being able to go and do the things um, that I'd really want to do, like hiking and hanging out with my kids who are in their 20s and keeping up with them and doing all the things. And maybe someday I'll have grandchildren. You know, that's where my mind starts going. So, okay, I want to run a half marathon. So I'm, I'm aging better. Um, two, I, if I go a little bit deeper in the age piece is that life is getting shorter. I understand that I am past 50, that the next 50 years, if, if I'm blessed to live another 50, will not be the same as the last 50. And that's very humbling, right? And so I need to make those golden years as enjoyable and uh, as, as, pos as, as possible. You know, I, I look to Dr. Esselstyn and his wife, Anne, for wonderful examples of this. They're constantly moving. Um, they eat well. They have the priorities uh, straight in life. They have purpose. Those are the things that I want to emulate as I get into my later 80s and 90s, again, if I'm blessed to live that long. <clears throat> in addition to that, um, when I know that I'm doing the things like running half marathon, I remember back to when I was running more, how wonderful that felt, how freeing it felt, how just a place of um, enjoyment and peace and tranquility, even though I was pounding pavement, for me, that was my place of reflection and solitude where no one was going to be calling me as long as I turn off my phone, um, where I could maybe potentially listen to a podcast or meditate on the beauty as I was running by. So I want to get back to that because I know I feel better and my days are better when I move. And to start that, I started with a half marathon in May. So I hope that's helpful from that part. Okay, so now 
that is our intention. Our intention is to set a goal and then peel back the layers to understand what are those internal motivations to help us move forward and really get through the sticky hard times when we just want to give up. Okay, I want you to write this down if that's helpful and put it somewhere that you can see it on a regular basis. Now, for just generalized overall health, maybe someone's just saying, you know, I just want to be healthier. Well, I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that. And what I found over the practice of being a doctor for a couple of decades almost is that there's three areas that I find that if you can focus on these three areas, you will absolutely set yourself up for better health in the next year. And you really want to start with what gives you the most bang for your buck, and that's nutrition, restorative sleep, and intentional movement daily. Now, I would start with the easiest meal to eat healthy absolutely every single day. And for the majority of people, that's breakfast. If you know that regardless of where you are, um, the if it's traveling or if you're stuck in meetings or something, you can plan to eat healthy breakfast every single day, be it you eat at home, you go out to eat, or you bring food with you. Those three things in breakfast typically go very easily together. Um, if you're traveling, for me, it's Starbucks oatmeal with blueberries. I have yet to find a Starbucks that didn't have oatmeal. Um, I could also go and bring oatmeal with me. Um, those little things you just add hot water, you know, heat it up and you're good to go. You could buy some fruit at a local grocery store. <clears throat> and um, you can also go to a restaurant and order um, oatmeal or any other healthy option that they may have on the menu. So that's one thing you may consider doing. Uh, restorative sleep. The first things that I found that are very, very helpful is number one, removing yourself from any screen an hour before your intention to go to bed. The reason I say that is because your, your mind is so sensitive, your eyes are so sensitive to the light and it sets off a cascade of events that makes it harder for you to go to sleep. And the second thing you can do is get sunlight the first few hours of a sunrise. So let's say you get up at 6 a.m. If you can get outside or at least by a window, preferably outside for 10 minutes, I know it's really cold in some areas and you can't do that, I, I totally get it. But the, if you can get direct sunlight for at least 10 minutes, that will help with, again, the brain seeing that light at a particular intensity, which sets, again, the, the orders for the cascade of events that will help you through the day sleep better 16 hours later or whenever it is that you have your bedtime. <clears throat> and then... A few other things about eating healthy um, is you really want to make your, your home your safe place. And the easiest way to do that is remove the foods that you don't want to eat. Because if they're in the home, I guarantee they're going to be in your mouth at some point. When you're bored, you're stressed, um, or you're just watching television, you know, we all have these uh, habits. And before you know it, we've eaten whatever it is, a bag of chips or some sugar cookies or something that's in your cupboard because there was a commercial or that's just what you do when you sit down to binge on Netflix. So, but if it's not there and you've set aside some healthier options like, you know, fruit or veggies and hummus or something like that, those are the things you can snack on instead. But anyway, the main goal here is to make home your safe space. If you live with others who are making that difficult, 
there has to be communication. You have to have hard discussions about understanding that these foods are healthy for no human being. Um, you know, processed foods are the worst. Um, and if they can't come to agreement to help you along your journey by participating with you, then at least put them in a place that makes it difficult for you to get to. I have had patients who have literally locked foods in a cabinet <laughs> to where they had no access to it and only their spouse or partner had access to it with a key. I mean, that if it comes to that degree, then so be it. Another thing was that, you know, they put a name on the cabinet, like with some tape, um, this, you know, the husband's name or the partner's name or the wife's names, this is their cabinet. And that makes it a little bit easier because you feel like you're taking from them or not necessarily stealing, but <laughs> sort of, um, it just makes it a little bit harder. So you're putting some type of mental block. So you just really want to make the unhealthy choice, the harder choice and the healthy choice, the easy choice, right? So again, just some ideas for you to think about. And with the movement habit, I really want you to think about building upon something that you can already do every single day without a problem. Like it, you would think about it and go, well, of course I can do that. Now, if this could be as simple as walking down to the end of your driveway and back, I had a patient who, <clears throat> um, I was just trying to get her to exercise and eat healthier. And we started with some very small goals. And I said, when can you walk? And she said, I don't know. I'm too busy. I'm like, okay, well, when are you outside? She goes, well, when I go to work and when I come home from work, I said, okay, so do you have a driveway? She said, yes. I said, so this is what I'd like you to do. I want you to pull into your driveway, open the door, don't shut the door, just walk to the end of the driveway and back. And that will start our exercise regimen. Okay. And before you know it, she's saying, well, this is ridiculous. I'm going to walk around the block. And before you know it, she's walking two miles a day, lost 60 pounds and reversing diabetes. So this is how these things start, starting very small and being very intentional that you're, you understand that these are this small habit is going to be something that you're going to be building upon. Now, how fast and how much and how quickly you build upon this is really up to you. It could be a matter of okay, I walked to the end of the driveway once a day. To next week, I'm going to do it twice, right? Um, maybe it's, I'm going to do squats while I'm waiting for my coffee to to, uh, to pour or whatever it is. See, I don't drink coffee. So whatever your, your uh, coffee maker is going, it takes, let's say five minutes. Um, I make tea every morning. It takes about five minutes to, to steep. I'll do squats. Right. And it don't have to be like full down lower squats, get a chair and sit up and down, up and down. You know, building that leg strength is really important for longevity um, and it decreases risk for falls. Um, it helps with your balance. So, again, thinking about those small things that you can do already that are built into your day, attach them to um, an event or a routine. So, for example, the patient I had had parked her car. She knows she was going to do that at least five days a week because she went to work five days a week and would walk to the end of the block and back. If you know, for example, I know that I'm going to have Earl Grey tea every single morning because I've done it every single morning for well over a decade at this point. And I will bring tea with me wherever I go. So let's say I want to work on my squats. I know I'm going to find hot water 
and it's steeping with my tea bags and I can do 15 squats while it's steeping or 30 or whatever it might be. Or I could do a push up against the counter. Again, it's really a matter of you determining what's important to you and how you can do it in small increments and build it into parts of your routine that already exist. I hope that's helpful. Um, it's weird talking to myself, but I'm actually talking to you. But anyway, <laughs> um, and if you do all these things, literally, it's just a matter of nutrition, restorative sleep, and intentional movement daily. They can be very tiny things. I'm telling you, they build upon each other because you start feeling better. And before you know it, you're a completely different person in 30 days, 60 days, you know, six months or 12 months. You won't even remember who you were uh, a year before. And understand you have the power to design your life to achieve your goals. This, this is so true. And people feel that they are victims of circumstance. Yes, things happen to us that we don't control. But remember, there were decisions made that set us in things that were set to emotion that we made, maybe unintentionally understanding the outcomes. Of course, we'd have made different decisions. But just know that you can't keep making the same decisions and expect a different outcome and blaming others or other things for the same things happening. You can literally change the trajectory of your life by making these small, simple, easy decisions and designing your life to be the way you want it to be. Will it be that way overnight? No. Will it be exactly the way you're thinking it is? Probably not. But I guarantee you it'll be better than what you're dealing with right now if you're really suffering and struggling. So habits are absolutely key. Just remember, start small and doing things that you know you can already do and build upon them every week, add a little bit more. Okay, remember, make the unhelpful habits harder to do and the helpful habits easy to do. And when you do that, you will be a new person. And by the year, New Year's Eve of 2023, I guarantee you, you will not only met your resolution goals, but blown them out of the water and be ready to make even more amazing things happen in year 2024. So I hope that was helpful. And if you like these kind of monologues that I just kind of go off on a riff, I'm happy to do that. Please, you know, like us, make comments, uh, email us. And um, wherever you listen, just, you know, put comments, subscribe and, and hit the like button. Give us five stars on iTunes. It really helps, guys. Um, Elise, you know, please feel free to uh, send me questions and I will um, work on, you know, hopefully helping you along the way and making us a little bit more refined in my monologue. <laughs> so you guys have a wonderful and blessed 2023 I know it's going to be an amazing year for all of us. And by working together, we can make each other successful. Have a wonderful time, everyone. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for watching. And I hope you enjoyed that video. Before you go, though, please hit the subscribe and alert buttons so you don't miss out on any of the amazing content we're working so hard to provide you. We upload a new episode of Health and Mora with Dr. Lori Marbus every Friday. Now, if you'd rather listen to the podcast, you can find us on all the major platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. If you're looking for amazing resources to help you start and sustain a plant-based diet, exercise, recipes, or anything wellness, we got you covered there too. Because at Mora, we actually provide physician-led support groups to help people live happier, healthier lives free of metabolic disease. 
Don't forget to check out our website at mora.com. And thanks again for watching.